National Post columnist, journalist, and award-winning author, Christy Blatchford. They have our best interests in mind, Matt. They know that. They do. They care. They care deeply. Brought to you by Aaron Waxman and Associates. Questions about your long-term disability claim? Call Aaron at 416-661-4878. It's Jay Michaels in for Ryan Doyle on the Live Drive. My co-host today is Tim Hudak. Hello, Christy Blashford. Hello. Hello, Tim. Hello, Christy. How are you? I'm having a blast. This guy's a mad dog. He's actually a bit of a sweetheart. Yeah, no, I, I, I only know him as a listener, but I agree. Thank you both for uh, those wonderfully kind words. I truly <laughs> appreciate it. And I look forward to what you say when I'm not here next week. So we were just having this discussion. Only one major city in Canada, that being Halifax, according to a new stats released today, is staffing a police force that's just as racially diverse as its community. A lot of people are arguing it's a smaller community. It's easy, easier to be more racially diverse there. But the question needs to be answered. We were just talking about it, and a lot of callers are feeling very strongly about it, Christy. Do we need to be more racially diverse here in Toronto to be a more uh, effective police force? Well, uh, I, you know, I think we're all entitled to see ourselves in our police force. In other words, it's good when there are faces representing every community. Um, you're not entitled to a perfect reflection of the composition of your community, however. You know, you don't, because it's, say, 70% brown and black in place A, it doesn't mean the police force has to be or must necessarily reflect it in exactly the same proportion. Um, that said, though, I, yes, I, I think, and I think probably, uh, the, I don't know, uh, I would think most forces are trying to hire more minorities for that very reason. Do you almost feel, Tim, too, that it's, it's one of those things where there'll never be that perfect number, there'll never be enough, you know, quote-unquote, uh, of a level playing field of 50-50 that people will actually be happy? Is this a losing battle? Well, I, I think you always make progress, but it's foolish to say there's this much of the population, therefore this, this, this group and that group. I mean, crazy. You would get away from hiring the best people. But let me, let me defend the Toronto police here. I mean, when you actually look at this chart that CBC has put together, it is the most diverse force that they've looked at. Now, we have a very diverse city in Toronto, but of all those, they serve large cities, it is by far the most diverse. And I bet, I'm willing to bet, dollars to donuts, if we still can say that, that our forces will be well ahead of the counterparts in North America and way far ahead of Europe. Okay. Well, certainly far ahead of Europe. I agree with you. Uh, at least I'm betting. Maybe not the UK, because I don't know. Um, but Toronto has made great strides. There's no question. I don't think you stop there because you have a 25% uh, you know, minority uh, representation. I am, no, I am not in a kennel. My house is just sounding <laughs> like a kennel. Honest to God. Um, <laughs> it's the guard dogs. Yeah, they sense no, the I mad dogs' No, I have three dogs presence. in my house. My brother's visiting with his dog. I'm looking after a friend's dog, and I have my dog, who's the only one not barking. <laughs> okay. I'm going to move us along to, to the next topic. You talk about making strides. Some think this is a negative stride. Others think it's just what we need. Toronto City Council approving the creation of three safe injection sites in the downtown core. Do we think this is the right decision for our city, and do we worry that it condones illicit drug use? Well, I think it's the right decision. Uh, what I regret is that I suspect little of the other things that should go along with helping addicts uh, probably won't occur. In other words, more assisted housing, more counselling, all of that. Um, that said, there are hundreds of people who die from unnecessarily from drug overdoses, particularly with that fentanyl thing that is about now. And I think it is always better to save a young life. These are mostly young people um, because, you know, 
five minutes, five years down the road, they may turn themselves around and become a happy, productive member of, of our our planet. So it's always worth it. So I think it's a good thing. I just wish there was more mental health and drug counseling to go along with it. There's certainly a, a lot of moving parts to it. I, for one, I, I totally support absolutely anything that can help in any way, shape, or form. And I totally agree with you, Christy, that there certainly needs to be other things because so often with illicit drug use, it's because someone is self-medicating yep. when what they really needed is to be properly treated for the mental illness in which they're not taking the proper medication for, be it bipolar, be it schizophrenia, be it be it whatever. And that's quite unfortunate. We have just enough time to talk about, and I remember when this story broke in Calgary because my, my brother lives there and works there, and we were on the phone together talking at the time, and it really threw the city for a loop as a young man stabbed a number of people at a Calgary house party a few years ago. He's been found not criminally responsible in the middle of hearings right now, but what his future holds and if he'll be reintegrated into society. Parents of those who were killed, obviously unhappy, saying he should be institutionalized for an incredibly long time, but apparently his mental illness has responded well to treatment. What do we think should happen to this young man? Well, you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't wish for better, better men mental health supports and then r rue it when somebody gets the proper help, it recovers, and is functional and able to leave, uh, you know, a mental hospital where he's being confined. Uh, he's nowhere near that yet, I'm sure, I hope. Um, but being not criminally responsible means, responsible means what it says. You can't be held responsible for something you did while in the grip of grips of a serious mental illness. That's what the court found was the case with Matthew DeGroote. And as awful as his crime was, I don't think that the place to go for reasoned commentary on it is to the families of his victims, because of course they're not going to feel reasonable and they're going to want to see him stay locked up forever one way or the other. I know speaking as a person who lost a best friend to, to senseless violence perpetrated by a man that was found not criminally responsible, having to watch my best friend's widow go through years of torture in court and then to never really see a resolution she could ever be happy with. As a, a victim's advocate, I feel as if there's nothing that's ever going to be enough. It doesn't really matter what you really do for this young man or for anyone found criminally not responsible. Whatever the sentence may be, it will never satisfy you, even if you do think it might actually satisfy you. And I also think, Christy, for this gentleman who's undergoing treatment, who has a obvious mental illness, where is the motivation to try and become better if you know you're never going to be reintegrated into society and you know you're just going to rot away in an institution for the rest of your life? Why even try? Yeah, no, you're quite right. But that, that I don't think is the main thing. The main thing is you can't have it both ways and hold somebody criminally responsible when they've been found to be not criminally responsible. And that means that they are entitled to annual reviews. They are, you know, he will be held in a secure forensic location for probably a number of years. But the idea is that as you earn your privileges and show that you are capable of maintaining this better state, you get more freedoms. And I know it's hard for... It is so hard. Christy, I hate to interrupt you, yep. but I'm getting, I'm getting the rap signal. I look yep. forward. I have one more day to hang out with you tomorrow, and I look forward to that. Have a great afternoon, Christy. You guys too. Bye-bye. Good luck with See the it. dogs. Christy has been brought to you by Aaron Waxman and Associates. When your long-term disability claim has been denied, email awaxman at awaxmanlaw.ca.